But you're right. I think that it's it's a thing that's lacking, and I know there's lots of marketers out there that come to these shows and they go, "We're gonna, you know, finally show you how to do this." But honestly, the process is timeless. It's been around for fucking decades. It's not new, and no one's reinventing it. It's like write a brief, go to brainstorm, yes. pick two or three pitchable ideas, get that into a work back schedule, and move to execution. And then, depending on your reporting window, then sit, get back to the table and see how it's doing. Right? That's it. Yeah. Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here. Thank you for joining me another episode of Strategy with Jason. I am riding the Las Vegas trip with one, the only, the also famous, Mr. Brent Lee's himself. Brent, what's up? See you. Thanks for having me on. I don't, yes. I don't know about the famous part, but uh, infamous, inf- maybe, maybe that's maybe that's a little bit <laughs> Is better. It a better word to use. Yeah, it's uh, it's a friggin' gorgeous day today. It is. Uh, but I was just I was just in the in the Mirage in the keynote, and I can't get over how packed it is uh, in there right now. There's- it is wall to wall people in that keynote hall. Like there's standing room only in the back. Like it's, I'm kind of. I'm kind of stoked. Like I didn't yesterday yeah. and just, you know, you bump into your friends and it's one thing about these kind of things. It's like, you know, it's a little bit of like a, you know, you, you get to hang out with people you, you like and you, you chop stuff up with, but yes. yeah, there's a, there's a really nice energy going on right now this morning and even yesterday afternoon with people rolling into the show. So yeah, yeah nice it, was, it was, it was great to see a bunch of people and uh, uh, some really cool topics this year. They're talking um, a lot. Know, of, like, yeah. You know what, you know what it felt like? I hate to say this, but I'm gonna say it. It didn't seem like there was as much fluff. Do you get that feeling? Like I was, yeah, I was the just kind of reading, reading that, through yeah, all of it. Yeah, you know, I'm like I'm seeing what each session's about and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like there's less fluff than it seems. If like you yeah, shows. if you dig into the the schedule that Alyssa and Christine from the show built, yeah, they they've done a really good job. Really, the only fluff in there is probably Dane and I tomorrow at two o'clock. <laughs> That's going to be a fluff shit show, but other than it's a that, fluff uh, shit show. Yeah, it's it's really yes. good, and even some of the, there were some things like, you know, to, I Alyssa and I, years ago wrote, um, just something together. We Alyssa from the show and I just mm-hmm. hang out, and we became good friends from from just doing the show, helping them out, speaking at it. Um, so Alyssa and I just got together. And we knock around ideas every once in a while. So we're I'm helping her do something on the main stage today called DVX, where we're we're getting like uh, like naked pitches from the dealers. It's not about who gives the best pitch okay. or who's got the best product. It's just give us give us that elevator pitch you give to someone in an airport lounge or sitting on a plane when you're coming to something like this. All right. And all what right. we're trying to do is we're trying to evoke more conversations on the expo floor between dealers and the vendors and mm. giving them sort of the safe space to see a snapshot of more exhibitors that we yeah we pulled them by lottery. Yeah. And we just, we put them in a running order and we're just giving everyone an hour. Oh, and that's cool. An hour, a minute. We're a giving minute. everyone an hour. I was in an hour, holy cow. <laughs> no, no, uh, we're giving them a minute and then we'll do a little bit of Q&A. So it's just, it's during like one of the big coffee breaks before final yeah. today. So I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But back to your point, sort of go along. You're right. It, and the one thing too that I see is- A lot more tactical stuff. A lot of tactical stuff. And there's a real deep dive on a lot of like, use car strategies, pre-owned yes. strategies, because, you know, knowing and working with people like I, I, you know, got to really get to know like Tom Gregg and Mark Curcio from the Vehicle Acquisition Network mm-hmm. that have been doing that sort of 
used car, looking at private vehicle acquisition, you know, for as long as they have it, it's, and then seeing all the other players in the space really elevate their games as well. Mm -hmm. And they've got an independent dealer, like Troy Spring, Troy Spring and uh, Tracy Myers. Or Troy's great. Tracy's so awesome. Tracy's doing a big double session. I think that he's yep. supposed to do in Tampa. That now he does. A, he, he does a great job also creating a brand. Trace, like, oh Tracy's, my gosh, Tracy. That, he's yeah, just he is who he is, and yeah. there's just nothing he's else that's ever going to change, right? So <laughs> yeah. So to that end, I think that because the, and the show got smart based on. Everyone seems to be focused on pre-owned inventory right now. Yep. While again, not to belabor the point, but while the inventory thing's sorting itself out, that's become like you know, fish where the fish are, right? That's 100%. where everyone's. What What do you think? Some of the more tactical things you hope dealers are going to take away from you know this event. I honestly, I I would like to see them start to. And I, I always harp on this, and I know different people are, are trying to bring out different sessions and different content around it. But it's something that I, you know, I, I was talking about a while ago, and it, it just it comes from my agency days of just, I want, I want dealers in terms of, in terms of being tactical. Yep. I want to see dealers do more formal briefing of vendors instead of the vendors like coming in it's one of the things a dealer will come to you and say yes. hey, jason we need we need to talk because i know you're working on this i know you're working with this company how who do we talk to because there's some things we think we need yeah however what i would like more to see from more dealers is to come to the table with a like a formal one or two page brief of what they're looking for what their needs are like all of the like the, the oh best no no stuff, i think that's really smart all of right? the best stuff that goes into a brief of who's a well, persona it's, it's 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 like going to the sh the the uh, the grocery store without a list. Yeah, I do that a lot, by the way. And so and <laughs> we and the and the and the buyers shit a lot. I don't. Yeah, need. <laughs> and the sales teams from the vendors with their cold call and it's stuff they have to do, just like the stuff dealers have to do. But there's a lot of times that I think would serve a dealer or a dealer group better is to really learn how to write or have someone be your your brief writer. And again, yes. because if you deliver that to the vendor. I say to the vendors, be be cognizant with them in what you can and can't do, and the brief will define that. Yes. Because if you're a transparent vendor and someone hands you a brief, Jason, and you're like, you know what? Nothing that I'm working on or with right now addresses what you're looking well, for and you need in your brief. However, I'm going to walk you into an introduction with someone I know that can do this for you because long term, that's going to benefit you as well. Oh, 100%. Well, let's deep dive a little farther into the brief because. We're both from the agency world, so we completely understand what that is. Yeah. But there may be a fair amount of people out there that go, are sure. they talking about a briefcase? Yeah. Do they just show up with like a case and say this is what So I need? a brief <laughs> is, is a is a document that's usually written. Um, it, usually what happens is, you know, agency and client gets together and the agency sort of just verbally maps out what they're looking for and what they're trying to do. Strategists from the agency then take that information, that interview, that verbal and go, we're we're gonna write this out for you. Mm -hmm. They go back to the client with it and go, is this is this defined what you were looking for? Because what the brief will talk about is that it will it will in plain simple English define the ask. Yes. It will lay out um, personas of audiences you want to target with uh, a, a strategy or a tactic you want to bring so, to market. Okay, so the dealership needs to really kind of define that because they know 
who their clients are and who their yeah. customers so better if a, than anybody. If a dealership has like, you know, if it's a, if it's a Kia dealership and they, they, they've mm -hmm. got a strategy, a content or a paid strategy, something even omni-channel that's, that's wrapped around souls, like say Kia souls, yeah. they know what that buyer persona looks like, or they should. And if they haven't done the exercise, it's just a matter of, all right, let's pull up our data and look at what those buyers look like. Because in the brief itself, it just sort of lays out a lot of really, you know, simple, good stuff about like, you know, what channels do you want to be yes. in? What sort of budgets are you playing in? What are the KPIs, the key performance indicators that you want to get out of this? That also helps that well, vendor. You're defining what success is actually going to look like. Yeah, as you see it. And then working, as you see it, and that's the key. As, as you see yes. it into the vendor and then the, the vendor can work with you to sort of tighten it up. Yep. Going, you know what? 95% of this brief is like fantastic. Yep. Maybe we should spend together combined 15 or 20 minutes on this one section mm -hmm. and then say, all right, we've got this. Because when I write a brief for my clients and we work on something or I'm bringing an idea to the table, I bring it in the form of a brief, but I bring it with the clients and then we collaboratively get it tight. We agree on it as a yes. group. And then that way, if we're in the if we're in the middle of production or buying media or, you know, getting getting it to market, that way, if someone halfway through the process goes, well, wait a minute, well, what it, if we it's, add this It's a framework. Wrinkle? It's fitting within it, a space, it's a, you know? It, it's like, a framework, but it also allows you to kind of go back to it in case stakeholders, either on the dealership side or the client or the vendor side go, well, what if we just add this extra wrinkle? It's out of scope. <laughs> yeah. But then you go, no, let's just stick to the brief and then we'll take that idea and bring it into the next iteration yes. of the tactics or the strategies. Right? Yes. So that that's what I'd like to see. And, and off vertical, there's tools that any dealer can use right now. There's there's a team out of Spain and they're really smart and they it's called Ola Brief. H-O-L-A-B-R-I-E-F. Okay. And I've shown clients of mine that and they love it. But Ola Brief basically gives you the entire, every kind of possible template. They're ex-agency people. They built this briefing engine that's low cost, but you can just walk through it and answer their questionnaires. Oh, and I okay. use it for everything because it's basically everything that, and how I used to write them. Like my old, you know, Barry, yep. you know Barry, my yep. old partner. So it's just, it, there's so many other templates. I, I laugh at it because it's just, it's the stuff that Barry and I would save on our Google Drives. They're like, oh, this is this brief. Well, but that's the really type good. of process that a dealership kind of needs. And I, I think if yeah. they, they spend more time uh, building a brief, I think there's going to be way less um, ad waste. Yep. Right? Um, you're you're, you're more efficient to get to market. More fit. Yeah, time-wise, it's going to be way, way, way yep. faster. You're not throwing something out there and go, oh, no, 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 that wasn't right. Let's go ahead and change it yeah. real quick. It keeps you from you scope know? creep during the, the, the process of it, yes. right? which is and, huge. And, and, and it keeps everyone kind of accountable, you know, like I, right now. I Yeah, I, not even kind of accountable. It, it should keeps keep everyone accountable. accountable because based on that, right, if the brief gets approved, yep. you can move to a brainstorm or you, you hand that to your agency and your agency or your vendor yeah. goes away and goes, this is what we want to do. This is the execution schedule or the work back plan against this idea. Like, because they should go back to the vent, they should go back to the dealer. The brief is delivered. The vendor or the agency comes back and goes, great. Mm -hmm. We brainstormed a ton about this brief. Here's two or three options we can go to market with. Yep. Client dealer goes, option two is fantastic. Let's move with that. Let's go with that one. And what should also be presented. So the vendors that are watching this is when you present the ideas back, you also give them a day by day, minute by minute work back schedule for when and how it goes with some wiggle room for, you know, you always give a 20% wiggle room for, because you never know if something has to be programmed, mm -hmm. something needs to be bought, like whatever it could be, you always give, you know, always give yourself some buffer in your work back schedules, 
but put a schedule on on the map. All of this makes all that accountable. Then we're going really fast. I had to. Look at us, Vegas. <laughs> Look at us go. But so, you know, but, think, you know yeah. it seems like every other vertical does this. I'm actually, I'm at, it's funny because I'm actually kind of going through this process right now. I bought a house and we hire a contractor and we're remodeling it. Okay. Well, guess what? The contractor doesn't just show up one day and start bashing down walls and moving, no. moving cabinets and stuff like that. No, the architect comes out. We all sit down. We go over go a blue, the, drawings, the plans yeah. and drawings, right? And, you know, myself, the architect and the contractor, we all agree this is the direction that we're going to head towards. Nothing starts and without... Complete agreement. If I make a change, table. I make a change. Yeah. If he doesn't, you know, follow through and move the window where the window is supposed to be, like it was all there and documented. Fucking Rich Little is still alive. He Sorry is? to deviate, but they, <laughs> he <laughs> he's in a Tropicana. That guy's got to be like 130 years old. At least. He's got to be. He's amazing, but he? that's amazing. Like, you know, it's just sort of every once in a while I walk by a sign Squirrel. and go, yeah, that's sorry. automotive business. Sorry, uh, automotive. But you're right. I think that it's it's a thing that's lacking. And I know there's lots of marketers out there that come to these shows and they go, we're going to, you know, finally show you how to do this. But honestly, the process is timeless. It's been around for fucking decades. It's not new and no one's reinventing it. It's like write a brief, go to brainstorm, yes. pick two or three pitchable ideas, get that into a work back schedule and move to execution and then depending on your reporting window, then sit, get back to the table and see how it's doing, right? That's it, yeah. like it's not, this isn't rocket science, it's nothing new. You don't need, you know, crowds and hordes of people to figure this up for you. It, it's a very, the brief alone is a very quiet process, but so for the dealers out there who watch this, or even the vendors that watch this, it, it is a really great tool. And I, like I said, the, the very small team out of Spain that's built Ola Brief, is uh, smart. I'm gonna take a look at that. People. Yeah, there you go. And they give you templates for just about anything you can think of. So I love the tool. And when I'm at a show like this, I always like sharing the little hacks yeah. I use to either automate stuff. Well, I'm totally gonna make stuff. It up. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a fantastic product. And uh, I was sitting with them. They actually asked me to come on because I they see that I'm, I'm using it with clients and and I've shared old templates with them. So yes. I, I, I have no piece of this. I, I'm, I'm only promoting because I, I just think they're so smart. Well, I, it's, it's all about optimization. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, I would rather you know, pop I, somebody else's tires. It's doing good work, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of, you know, the, the sessions and stuff like that. And this does kind of seem to be this underlying theme of everything around just optimizing. It's, it's no longer easy buttons. You know, I was looking through um, where all the vendors are, the vendor hall and stuff like that. And I don't see as many like quick, easy button widget companies as I used to. You remember? remember yeah, remember that was really big for a while. Right? I wonder. Like, I wonder out loud too. And and this, you know, what I mean, I don't know if it'll. It might. It'll come across as a shitty thing to say, <laughs> but none of this stuff works if you don't actually take the time to adopt it on 100%. either side of the table. And I'm not talking just pointing the finger at the dealers going, well, they never adopt stuff. They just sign paper, they get it installed in their dealerships or they get their staff trained up and then they have turnover, they have people not using it. Yep. But it's also like there's just some sort of responsibility to for vendors too to be clear about how much time and energy is going to be needed into ensuring the success of it based on the people that have to use it. And I think there's times at the shows too where, you know, Salespeople are good at what they do because they sell, right? And there's, mm -hmm. it's about getting people excited about what it can do while we glaze over, <laughs> you know, the middle parts. It's like, yes. what was that fucking South Park episode with the gnomes and the business plan, right? 
like step one, do <laughs> oh product. Gosh, there's yes. no step two, step three profit or yes, whatever, right? Yes. There's just this gap. Just big monster gap right there and, where there's nothing in there. You know, in the SmackDown <laughs> session I'm doing, I did it in Tampa and we're doing it here. It's just, we're going to do this running thing of the show now moving forward. <laughs> but one of the things we, we came out of in Tampa, which was interesting because I do challenges for the dealers that where I, I just, you know, pick some vendors. We have a little bit of fun. But the last, the last one we did in Tampa, that's what we talked about in our takeaways of the session was vendors, make sure your salespeople are all on the exact same linear page mm -hmm. of not just the sizzle, but all of the other things that are going to go into making this successful at your dealership and not just the tech or the service model or whatever that is. You, you know, you've got to have that because I think the dealers already understand their own hurdles of trying to get people to do stuff. Yes, right? I agree. So if we're not, if we're, if we're in, in trying to find those products well, too that allows- ex Execution is the hardest yeah. part, right? Yeah, execution, like, is, execution the hardest is, part. is the hardest part. And if we can find that, if there's, if there's that perfect marriage of allowing dealership staff to have products that free them up to do the things they really love, regardless of what that is, because maybe someone yes. really loves doing paperwork and sure. they don't like dealing with customers. If there's other things we can give them, automate for them, build for them, you know, service for them from as a vendor can, that allows them to really embrace the stuff that makes them just an absolute asset for the store. That's also something you want to look at too. It's not like we're going to yes. shove everyone into using this the way it needs to be used. It's like, let's find those product champions in our dealership and not maybe hope that one day we'll have 100% adoption of software because inside a dealership, it just won't happen. It, you know, it's something I've been seeing. Or in seeing, any organization, even outside of automotive. So, something I've been happen. seeing recently, I'm curious to see if, you, if you've been seeing the same thing is, you know, for, you know, for many, many years, you know, me and you would talk about like ad waste, mm. right? Where it's just like, it's just, you know, redundancy. You're like, you know, you, you're just, you're spending money here, but it's the same message it is over here. And you're just, it's just, you just, we're just wasting, wasting money. Okay. Um, I'm seeing, I'm being seen now what I call like, like, like product waste where like you'll have a vendor, a dealership will have like three or four products in the dealership. And these three or four products, well, three of them could all do the exact same thing if they really needed to. So like, yeah. like three of them could all send a text message to the customer. Yeah. Uh, and you know, two of them can yeah. all do, you know, this or that. And it's, and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's nobody's fault. It's just yeah. out of sight, out of mind. Right. Because if, with everything that's gone on and with the different structure and you know what, we're, this is an industry that's still plagued by turnover. Yeah. So if you are a dealership where you're just trying to do the right thing by your people and getting products in, because maybe like to your point, maybe a text product, there's three versions of different products in the dealership now, because sure. maybe two of them just like the adoption was so low, they, they just maybe get forgotten about. And the only people that bring that up back up to the surface are sometimes the controller going well, through the software license going, well, wait a minute, how, which like, you know, and it's which, which the, one of these are we actually the, using? You get that I mean, call as a vendor, like from the, like, what's our, what's our contract terms? Because a, a controller is going, well, shit, I got four, like to your point, I got four of the same thing here. I think like, cause they, they do the asking, what does this do? Okay, yes. well, I've got four or three things that are doing the same, but these, some of these haven't been used in three or four years. I don't think that's always the case. Cause I also think there's good groups that do have the right people in place to do the right audit. But, but doing that brief platform. process, I think also helps with that. Yeah. See, sure. I think also eliminates it's product It's a nice callback waste, to right? it brings it back when you are writing briefs to your vendors because you're like, wait a minute, I, I'm writing a brief for something. I'm like, I realize, oh, we actually have that product. So maybe so who writing, yes. well, even maybe writing the brief is that brings you back internal for a moment with your own team to go, 
you know, I'm writing this brief for, for vendors. I want yep. to put this out to three or four vendors, but I realized halfway through this brief is we have the software in. So maybe I should go look at usage records, see if mm -hmm. and why we're not using it because I'm thinking I need something <laughs> and we already have it. So yeah, it's a great callback to that because writing a brief make, may make you realize that there's something. Well, and, and it's not that there. anything the dealers are doing wrong. I think just no, some no. of these products have evolved so much that you don't know. I mean, you look at it like a CRM, it'll have 16 different functionalities built yeah, into like, it now. And yeah, no one's doing anything wrong and everyone can get all rah, rah and it, you know talk about how like together we're gonna change everything. And that's a great, you know what I mean? That's a great headspace to be in. Yep. But when we get into nine to five and you're in a you're in a customer service business where every single individual on the vendor side and on the dealer side are dealing with someone in this exact moment mm -hmm. that's probably making their day a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and it throws your whole day off. So while we want to kumbaya and we're all, you know, we're gonna make this a magical place where all this great stuff is gonna happen. There's still shit that happens for each and every one of us during our days that either makes the day phenomenal yes. or makes it really, really hard. And that also affects our performance, the stuff we adopt, our attitudes towards what we're doing. So I think we should just, to your point is, get into the simple mechanics of documentation, assessment, you know, and, and sort of the duality of looking inward as well mm -hmm. as looking outside the vertical to see where we can we can better ourselves from a from well, a from a, and a, a client a, vendor standpoint. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that's it. And and I, I'm really really looking forward to uh, you guys' session. And you know I think you're right. Don't it's going to be terrible. Oh, it's going to be terrible. I'll be there to video it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but hey, for everyone out there watching, listening right now, who'd like to connect with you, what's the best way to do so? Right. Best way to do so is if you're at the show. Um, I'm at you know find me a digital dealer. I'm on the main stage today at three o'clock. I've got a session tomorrow too. I'm doing a moderating uh, dealer think tanks on Thursday. Uh, and hit me up, Brent Weiss on LinkedIn, B-R-E-N-T-W-E-E-S. Just fire me something on LinkedIn, connect with me there, and then we'll do all the other stuff. But don't Absolutely. email me. I don't answer don't emails. Email. <laughs> don't answer emails. Thanks, buddy. I you will really answer smoke signals, on. though. I will, um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.